Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So about Michael Jordan, how you going to hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. Man, we saw a good one. We're talking about Game 5. The Milwaukee Bucks win three games in a row to take a 3-2 lead. It was a close game, 123-119. to Beautiful game. Chris, you talk about the masterpiece first. Oh my gosh. First things first for all Suns fans and for those of us, including myself, who said, hey, Suns in four, Suns in five. We all, all right. should hang our head in shame right now. <laughs> on the count of three, one, two, three. Not me. <laughs> <sighs> that was a beautiful game, though, for sure. That was competitive mm. all the way through. I loved watching it. It was one mm. couple of things that I did want to touch on, though. Mm-hmm. Game was very close. It seems to be a trend in these games. These three games mm-hmm. that the that the Bucks won, it hasn't necessarily been a blowout, but there's been problems that have been persistent. There has not been. I'm look Devin Booker in my eyes is maybe be the number two player on the floor right now. He should be. He's the definite definite the closer for the Phoenix Suns, but they have not been able to close out games. That's been very persistent throughout. These last three games that the Bucs have won have been very close. They're not losing by 20 points. They're not losing by 10 points. They're losing by a couple points. Mm-hmm. And it's all because mm. there's a problem when it comes to closing games. Mm-hmm. They're not, I mean, like, Devin Booker is amazing throughout this series. Like, literally, he was yes. amazing yesterday and the game before. Exactly. But we're not facts. we're not closing games. You see what I'm like? I mean, I'm not sure if I'm like, I believe like I'm watching the same game. They're not closing games at a, at a high clip. And then also the Bucks are being becoming monsters defensively down the stretch. Drew Holiday was amazing. He did exactly what yes. he was supposed to do. He understood the assignment. That was a masterpiece. Defensively. Yes. A masterpiece. It was just like so crazy because like, wow. I mean, like. I wasn't like I wasn't expecting that honestly. I was not yes. expecting that. Mm-hmm. The way a like not once but twice. <laughs> yes. Down the stretch in the clutch defensively, if he come up big without those two plays, game's over because the game was almost won. Yes. The game was almost won. There was a game winning lob because of a game winning steal. <laughs> I mean, a clutch steal by Drew Holiday, which led to a game-winning line that won the game because Devin Booker had the ball in the post. He was going mm-hmm. for the spin fadeaway. They double-teamed. Drew Holiday took the ball. It was the other yep. way. Mm-hmm. Lob. 
Giannis hits the Giannis finishes the lob, gets fouled, knocks down free throw. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I could see this a little bit. Um the Bucks seem have to come seem to have come up with huge plays on the stretch. Giannis's block against DeAndre and then the alley oop last game. Huge. Right. So I mean, so I can see where you're coming from, but the Suns were hot leading into the last couple of possessions. Like Chris Paul hit a three, Devin Booker hit a like tough out of the bounds three. Yeah. Did you see that? I did that see was that ridiculous. Way. That was they like Clay Thompson-ish, right? Range in the way he shot it. So, yeah, it's it's it, you're definitely right. Um, I honestly think that this was a crazy game. I I think that they're starting to figure out Brook Lopez a little bit better, even though he got 28 minutes. A lot of times it was without Giannis, right? So he's getting eight minutes without Giannis, and they're doing a good job of bringing him in when he's fresh. They're like mm-hmm. resting for long periods of times fresh and then he's out right i mean bobby portis is getting in the like fourth quarter they don't really play him that much so which i love um drew holiday dominated like quarter two and quarter three he was he was getting a shot going 27 points is phenomenal um it was one of the i i don't think it's happened in this playoffs the two and the three both played you know we've been talking about oh this guy has this big game and then this guy has a big game, and they never seemed to. It was like they both hit it at the same night, mm-hmm. right? I mean, twenty nine by Chris Middle, twenty seven with Drew Holiday is special. Yeah, that's you mean. Giannis is at thirty two. That's a special one, two, three. Yep. Right. So, I mean, if they can keep this consistently, this series is over, right? Um, but you really don't know if this is going to keep on happening consistently. But Chris Middleton's starting to put two games in a row of spectacular performances. Uh, he's really great in the mid-range, creating space. It's kind of like Devin Booker-ish, how he creates space. Um, but he is a special guy in that sense. I don't think he's a star like everybody wants to say he is, but he's pretty special. Devin Booker is having amazing finals. This is a phenomenal finals. Chris Paul didn't have a bad game. DeAndre didn't have a bad game. You know, the Suns probably should have won this game. Mm-hmm. And this is probably going to be the swing game in the NBA Finals. Now the, the Bucks, you get two games and you get one of them at home, right? You get home court energy game six, right? I mean, coming back game seven is going to be tough. I wouldn't say this series is over because I liked what I saw from the Suns, and I feel like we're still going to cause them problems. But yeah, the Bucks had a great game. Um, I didn't see anything structurally too much that I didn't like. I feel like both of them kind of had a feel for each other now, and they know what they can and cannot get um, against each other. So it's it's going to be really interesting what we're going to see the rest of this way. And uh, yeah, I uh, it was a beautiful game to watch. It's one of the more fun games to watch, in my opinion. Definitely one of the more fun games of the series to watch. Um, just a couple quick things, just. The Suns, they're in a must-win situation now. Now, their backs are completely yeah. against the wall. They've mm-hmm. been punched out. They fell down, and now they back up. And mm-hmm. now they're like that one punch away. They're like this. they yeah. one punch away from being knocked out. Because all yes. it takes is one more game, and it's over. You're going yes. back to Phoenix mm-hmm. as a runner-up. Yeah, and Chris Paul doesn't get his ring. Right. Everybody yeah. wants Chris Paul to get his ring, but maybe Giannis is gonna have his ring. Uh I would say 
this game wasn't too lopsided either way with any of the stack categories other than free throw percentage. The Bucks shot 52% from the three throw line in one. That's special. Yeah. Wow. The Suns shot 68% from three and the the Bucks shot 50%. Yeah, they were both just cooking, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this this is a good game the Suns probably should have won. It's just Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton blew up, right? So you don't know when they're going to show up. But when they show up on the same night, they're scary. Yeah. And if they do it again in the last two games, even if it's game seven against the Suns and they have the home court advantage and, you know, the energy of beating them in game six, if they both show up, you're not winning. Yeah. Right. They show up like the, this is this is not a Bucks team that can lose to the Suns, to a level of the team of the Suns. So it's going to be interesting. I had the Bucks in seven. So the prediction's not looking too bad right now after they win three games in a row. Yeah. So uh, hopefully I'm right. But uh, if I'm wrong, the Suns win and they win in seven. It's a beautiful series. So at least as a basketball fan, we're getting good basketball. So I, could, yeah. I mean, like the whole game, I was like, wow. Like I saw the game ending on like TikTok before I watched. I was like, wait, what? He he they that what alley you like? Giannis is like, Drew Holiday steals the ball from Devin Booker. Drew Holiday had a masterpiece, masterpiece yeah. defensively. Honestly, yeah, two clutch yeah. deals up the stretch, down the stretch. I mean, that won in the game. I mean, like yes. when Devin Booker gets down low, especially like that. If they didn't, if he if he didn't get trapped, that was over. Game was over yeah. there. He probably he probably would have hit it. Yeah. He would have hit it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he yeah. was he was I, looking for a bailout because mm-hmm. he was looking. Okay, I'm gonna pass the ball out. I'm gonna run back out to the three. Then I'm gonna knock this down. He, he gets a lot of foul calls. Yeah. Devin Booker gets a lot of foul calls. And for some reason, they, they keep on missing foul calls that he does late in the game. They missed one last game. And when he stripped Chris Middleton but hugged him on the back end, yeah. like he literally hugged his back. Like, And they didn't get called for it. He's, he's getting away with it. He's, yeah. he's, but, you know, he's a star. So Yeah. Everybody gets that privilege as a star. Everybody gets one. Our, yeah. Do you have anything else to say, or do you want to move into the fan questions? Um, no, I don't have anything else to say. But when it comes, I never feels it. Basically, one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Question oh, time. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna move it into Gus Nelson. We're having him ask the questions that you guys, as listeners of the podcast, as have to ask for us. We're gonna give you our responses and. uh We'll see you. We'll see what you guys think about it, and hopefully, we satisfy your interest. So, here we go. Yeah, all right. Are you guys ready for the first question? Yep, yeah, all right. This is from Yo It's Rover, all one word. Ooh. Um, he said, Do you think Luca, Jokic, and Giannis are the beginning of an integrated league takeover by the other countries? And I'm sorry if I butchered that second one there. Uh, Jokic's name is pretty tough. Chris, yeah. you can take it first. Do we think that's the beginning of an integrated, I mean, of an international league takeover? Integrated mm-hmm. league takeover? I mean, not so much um, because for the simple fact that there's always been international players in the NBA, um, but they've never been on this level, I would say, mm-hmm. because now they're uh, looking Hakeem. like, well, okay, Hakeem, I'll give you that. I'll give you, I'll definitely give you that. Hakeem is a good example. But I'm saying like, we see possibly, I mean, we've mentioned this, you've mentioned this before, Luca could possibly be like that next step. 
Like he yes. could possibly become like you know the next guy in the best NBA, player in the, yeah. the the best player in the NBA. So that from yeah. that perspective, yeah, it could be a takeover. Jokic is looking amazing, but. When you go back to it, I mean, with the injuries and things like that, I mean, Jokic was the best player this league because everybody else was hurt. That's just the fact of the matter. Yes, 100% facts. Giannis, on the other hand, is a different question because he's not in the same realm as a Jokic because he's different. He does he's different. a better player. He's a better player. And he, he actually won MVP with healthy people, even though, you know, voter fatigue and all this other stuff. We went through that in the past podcast. Um, so I wouldn't technically say it's a, it's a takeover because there's already been international players. But from the Luka perspective, it could be. Because we, I mean, this probably be the first time, you know, in the NBA we'll probably have to see like a possible best player coming from across the water. Yeah, I honestly disagree with you a little bit here. I'm listening. I think I think international players are starting to show you glimpses of what's going on internationally. Mm-hmm. Internationally, it's different than in the NBA. They like literally just focus on one sport. They don't have to have focused as much on schooling. So like Luca, you can play professionally, internationally, and develop your skills. It's a much more focused on the skill set, developmental youth, mm-hmm. which you American players usually develop in the like twenties, right? Yeah. So yeah, what they have the benefit of is if they have a guy with height, if they have a guy with athleticism paired with the skill base that they get taught. Then you get special things, right? Uh-huh. Luca, uh-huh. six seven point guard that can move the way he can, with the skill base of the way international basketball is. Then you get special. So this 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 can be a takeover slowly, um, from a skill set standpoint. Um, right now, America just does provide more athleticism from the basketball players, but it's just. It, it's it's it it's gonna start integrating. I'm. It might be just like all NBA teams might eventually become fifty fifty, um, at some point in time. That's the way I would take it. Um, and as the game grows more, you get they get like the like the centers are like rare human beings, and all yeah. the great centers in the NBA are from Europe. Like and sure. Europe across the world like it's hard to find some of these really gifted seven footers mm-hmm. right so what i'm going with this is that due to it being such a wider pool of people and their development skills of players getting better i would say yes i'm i'm saying that it's going to happen slowly I wouldn't be surprised if it becomes 50-50 or even leans the world over America at some point in time, maybe 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's my take on that. I, I agree to an extent mm-hmm. because, like I said, there's been special players forever, you know what I mean? But they've never been on the level that they are today. But, um, I mean, like, everything, just Luca. That's, that's different. Giannis is different. Mm-hmm. Jokic is different. Yeah. You know, yeah. they all have once, JoJo's once, like, international. True. And then once they get this athleticism that they're like kind of sort of missing, because they focus like Jokic, you see it. He's fo- he's not really fast, but he's very skilled for his position. Yes. Luca's yes. very skilled for his position. He doesn't really have yes. the motor, 
But when yes. you get the player who comes from over here and comes over here and he has the motor, athleticism, and the skill, then I'll be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand where you're coming from. I, I think it's going to happen slowly over time. Yeah. All right, Gus, can you can hit us with the next one? Yeah. Like this. All right. Um, real quick, I did want to point out, just kind of going, calling back to what Jason said about how um, it's just a different kind of mentality. It's a different mindset. Um, mm-hmm. It's a different type of training. So uh, Lucas started playing professionally in Europe in the first league he ever played for when he was 15. He was Euro League MVP when he was 16. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has played in 17. It just has 17 different types of title games, whether that's I know those aren't championships because he won um, a Euro League championship for Slovenia when he was 17 in 2016. Jeez. So, yeah. Re- yeah, the Real Madrid conference is probably the second greatest league in the world. So he yeah. played for Real Madrid. So yeah, He did, yeah. yeah. All right, Gus, you can hit us with the next one. That's a good right, supporting and, stat. And the next one is by N underscore Murphy 97. And they asked, I want to hear about what you guys think are the best bets for next season's MVP, finals winners, uh, defensive player of the year, et cetera. All right, Chris, you can go first. Ooh, okay. Don't put that on me. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> finals winners? Okay. So I think I've mentioned this already, is that if Brooklyn is healthy, I hate to admit it, but it's over. It's just no, no, no getting over that. Mm-hmm. So I would call Kevin Durant the Finals MVP, and Brooklyn takes the chip. They get their first. Second that motion. I second that motion. And far as what were the other ones, Gus? The MVP, like the regular season awards. Oh, MVP. I mean, it's hard yeah. to tell. You can't just tell from what from you know the past season. You have to see how they play different seasons because all the other players. I mean, players take jump they take leaps and they also fall mm-hmm. backwards so you have to you can't really yeah. gauge that right away but i mean possibly luca luca is looking That's really good take. luca's yes. looking really good and, and he might take that leap that we're expecting but and, i mean yeah. and then far as maybe and he has the ball all the time he does and we never know what's yeah. going to happen in the off season because he might they might make a move yeah um mm-hmm. and defensive player of the year was the other one defensive player of the I- year that's another one. It's kind of like hard to tell because you have to see where they go. I mean, is Giannis going to go back to back? I mean, I would take AD. AD healthy. Yeah, yeah. If he's healthy, he's my best player, defensive player in the league. Yeah, as long as Rudy Gobert doesn't get it, I'm good. Yeah, I think it's just the rest of the awards too. I think it has etc. So the rookie of the year, six man, most improved coach, Jalen Green for rookie of the year. Yes, sir. <laughs> You heard it here first. It's either going to be him or Kate. I'm at, but no, Jalen Green's a good choice. Yeah, hundred percent agree. And uh, give me a MPJ for most improved. Ooh, that's a good choice. I'm choosing Jonathan Isaac because I think he's starting to show a little bit of flashes, and nobody else is on that team is offensively skilled. So I would be surprised if he jumps up to 19 or 20 points per game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what other award is there? Is that it? Got sixth man and uh, sixth man? coach of the year. Choose your sixth man. Well, I mean, there could be moves being made, so I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know. 
Six man of the year. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna take somebody new. I think Jordan Poole, the Warriors, are going to win enough games. I think he's extremely underrated. Obviously, he's not going to start over Steph or Clay, but he's probably going to be the sixth guy off the bench. And with the with the way they play offense, I wouldn't be surprised if he has 15 to 16 points per game next year off the bench. And mm. I think he's completely slept on. So Jordan Poole is mine. Okay. Okay. And now are we looking at coaches now of the year? Yeah, head coach of the year. Nate McMillan? I love that choice. I would personally go with, uh, I forget his name. His name might be Willie Green. Whoever is the guy who's taken over for the Pelicans, the Pelicans will probably be in the playoffs. Zion Williams, Sabrina Eager, big names. Whoever that coach is who yeah. took them from 13th seed to whatever they're going to be because Stanley Gudge, you can't coach, is who I forget his name, but I'll take the Pelicans coach. Mm, okay. I'm All not right, Gus, 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 you can hit us with the next one. I think we have two more. All right. K underscore large with a G. Lar, Lar. Lar. I know this person. It's Lar. Lar. Okay. My <laughs> bad. Um, sorry, Mr. Lar. Or Mrs. Lar J. <laughs> Lar J. Um, wow. They said, I'm curious of who some of your biggest busts are in NBA history based solely off of expectations and hype entering into the nba what's the guy who who like scored all those points in like college and then he went to the ah 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 morrison adam morrison adam morrison you love him adam morrison who goes on and on anthony bennett Dirko milichick mm-hmm. you should have took carmelo yes. anthony instead of taking him i don't know why you did that uh andre barnarni kwame brown michael and candy Oh gosh, you can go on and on. Uh, Greg Oden, distracted before Kevin Durant, Marco Fultz. He had a lot of potential though. No, Anthony Bennett, Evan Turner, Derek Williams, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, Jabari yeah. Parker. Jabari Parker is definitely a bust. Yeah, I would say the biggest bust based on expectations, probably Greg Oden. Because yeah. Greg Oden legitimately was a special guy. Let's say he had, he, had yeah. he, he was really strong, seven foot, really athletic. Like he was borderline David Robinson ish kind of dimensions. Yeah, his injuries killed the guy. Yep. So I would say Greg Oden out of that list. Uh, I I don't think Kwame Brown was like hyper special. He was just really athletic for the size. Yeah. Um some Euro Euro guys, they just they didn't have the expectations. Darko Militic probably didn't have expectations. Barnani, you know, they probably weren't like, oh, this guy's gonna be the next Dirk. You know, they're like, oh, the Euro guy's going one. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's but Greg Oden was special. Yeah. Right? That's a that's a sad story because he really was special. So I'll go I, Greg Oden. Greg Oden. I couldn't agree more. Well, based off expectations out of that list, it will be Greg Oden. That's the one who was the bust. Like yeah. it was, it was sad to see too. Yeah, he, he, so much potential. So I didn't know too. for sure. 
I didn't know at first if it was just picks, and I was gonna be like, "Oh, Phil Jackson with the Knicks." No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, talk about a bust. Yeah, <laughs> the greatest, what people consider the greatest coach of all time, it's like Melo and him, just like oil and water. Right yeah. There. All right. Yeah, well, Gus, you can hit us with the next one. There's actually three more. So do you guys want to go through all of them, or yeah. do you guys just want yeah. to take one more? Yeah, take a no, one. You can go with all. Yeah. All right. Um, the next one is also by it's Lar, right? K underscore Lar. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. Um RJ. Yes. Which cities most deserve an NBA expansion team? Ooh, good. I think one. We have like three. We talked about this. We have like three. Yeah. I'll go mine. Well, you can go yours first. I'll go mine, then we'll go with the one we came up with while we were talking. Okay, all right. Um, so mm. Seattle. Mm. I would say Seattle will get one. I mean, we've yes. already seen the Seattle Super Size. I think they have the they have a pretty decent market over there. How I would yes. choose these teams is based off like competitive markets because you want to bring a team in where there's gonna be a potential to make money. If you don't yeah. have a big enough market, I mean like San Antonio is doing pretty well, but they're not a great mm. market. You have to have a market that's gonna attract people. I mean, yes. you attract players and attract free agents. So, like, mm-hmm. you have to have people. You have to have a player who's going to want to go there and put butts in the seat. Yes. So you have to. I was like, Seattle is hungry for another team. I mean, they you mm-hmm. have the fan base. They're they're already established, kind of. You know what yeah. I mean? They're they're used to having the Supersonics there, even though it's been years since then. But yeah, you could put another team there, and I'm pretty sure it do well. That's a safe choice. Yeah, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. All right, I'm going out here. I'm gonna go with Honolulu, Hawaii. That's now, why? <laughs> Let me tell you why. There's a bunch of people over there that are old money. Okay. So we're going to sell some season tickets, right? We're going to put butts in the seats. Everybody, you're talking about free agency to this destination. Hey, LeBron, you want to go live in paradise while you're getting paid the max? Uh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, like this, this would be nice. The teams come on, they visit, they like travel to visit, watch to play against you guys. They just like, they party all night. And then you, you just get like this huge home court advantage. Yeah. All you have to do is market it around the unique culture in Hawaii. Right. Give it a cool name. Give it a cool mascot. Take, you know, try to associate yourself with the culture. And, you know, it could definitely work. It's a travel destination. I mean, I know people who live overseas that watch like uh, our good friends of us, like Enzo and Kiri, uh, that like, oh, if I ever come visit you, I'd want to watch. I live near Dallas. So like they would want to watch Luka Doncic. Right. Like if people travel and there's an NBA and if it's like a big enough attraction, People will go see it. So I, I think that Honolulu, Hawaii would be a great choice, especially free agency. That's a heck of a marketing chip. Yeah. Paradise? Bro, paradise. Everybody's got private jets now. Uh, every team's got a PJ. So I, I'm going, I'm going, going to Hawaii. Yes, that's sir. actually a really good choice because that's a tourist destination too. So you would get people mm-hmm. who come all from around the world to go watch it. Yes. Especially because yes. basketball is a is like a worldwide sport now. So yes. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to intro our uh, our merged one, the one we both thought of. I don't remember which one we thought both thought of. Well, I you'll, I'll, I'll say it, and it'll click. It'll click for you. Okay. The bed and capital of the world is Las Vegas, oh, and there's no basketball team. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Sports betting is legal. They got a lot of money there. People travel to Las Vegas. Nobody travels to Las Vegas without money. That's very true. I'm not going to go. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a huge money spot, right? Legal betting. You know, it's, you know, I could see that working. So I, yeah, Las Vegas is our bonus, bonus destination. Las Vegas would work too. Like for sure. For sure. Mm. Like you're, these are the high rollers. And then the thing is though, that you can go to watch the basketball game. That's a tourist destination for Las Vegas. And then you also have the concerts that go on because there's a lot of, you know, artists who have Las Vegas residencies. And then if you like that, then you can also go gamble and things like that. It's a perfect destination for a basketball team, honestly. You could literally do like a gambling like NBA stadium. Like you have a casino in the stadium. You could. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How was my thought of that first? Like that's that's pretty smart. It's pretty smart to do that. Yeah. Las Vegas. All right, Gus. Yeah. Uh, hit us the next one. I was gonna say real quick the uh, I think the biggest thing for Vegas that tells people everything they need to know about the market is that two um, sports franchises just move there. It's very true. So I think the you Raiders, have the did, yeah. Raiders and then the NHL, the Knights, who in their first season as a professional hockey team won the Stanley Cup. Wow. Wow. That's dope. Yeah. Congratulations to them, even though yeah. we don't cover NHL. Sure. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We love nice. to see success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just had to support y'all with uh, letting you know that Vegas is a great market. So, yes, sir. Um, so the next question is from Z Porter. They say, who is a sleeper in the NBA draft outside of the lottery? Ooh, I got, I got. Do you go ahead. Go first. Go ahead. You, you remember bro. you were play GM. You play GM. You know better than I do, bro. Bro, there is this guy from VCU. I I could choose some guys that'd be good role players in the NBA that I feel safe with, like Trey Trey Murphy, right? Virginia six nine small forward. He's probably going to be in the league for eight years starting. You know, play great defense and all that stuff. Nashawn Bones Highland from VCU has the deepest range in the NBA draft, right? He's one of the greatest shooters in the NBA draft, and he shoots from Dame range. Now, okay, you're saying, oh, this guy must just be a spot-up shooter. No, he's creating off the dribble and doing this. He's doing step-back step back shots doing this. He has great point guard foot, footwork, the guard footwork that we see that are special, right? He doesn't have the passing yet to be proficient, to be an all-star. But if he clicks for him, he if it ever clicks for him, he can be an all-star. He can be a star, right? He can drop 25 to 30 points per game, right? He is a special six foot three, six foot nine wingspan. Like he, at the worst case scenario, probably be a great six man. Best case scenario, star, star. Mm. Yeah, that's my guy, Nishan Bone Bones Island. He's really nobody really knows him. A lot yeah, of people have him like a second round. See, that's crazy because like I don't, I didn't know, I didn't know. That's no. why I said this is your question because you did, you <laughs> play GM. This is your question. Yeah. This yeah. is your yep. question. Yeah, it's but, yeah, it's it. <clears throat> All right, Gus, you can hit it with the next one. Unless Chris, you have something. Nope. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. okay, so um, I actually made a mistake. I thought the we already had read one of the, the third question, but mm-hmm. this guy technically asked two questions, so I'll just go ahead and throw the second part in there as a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, he followed uh, that up with, I'm thinking, I don't want to butcher the name. I'm assuming 
Dewan Washington Jr. Who? Dewan or Dwayne Washington Jr. What do you guys oh. think? Oh. Yeah, I guess he's a player that's around the same mold in the second round or late pick. Um, I'm not as big on him, but my guy would be Nishan Bones Island. So yeah, I, I really I really love that guy. So, you know, it's it's really special. If you want a little bonus one, name is Queta from Utah State, seven foot one, great wingspan, highly athletic, great body. He's gonna be a great shot blocker and the next level rebound lob guy. You know, there's there's a lot of guys who are slept on. Uh so is the guy from Stanford, Zyra Williams. I think he had, he flashes shot creating ability at the next level. He just has to be in the right situation. He's kind of like Cam Reddish coming out of the draft. So uh, yeah, but those are those are some some guys. All right, here's with the next one. No, that's it. There's no more. That was it. Oh really? Last one. All right. All righty. Whoa. Well, thank you guys. Thank yeah. you for all the. The fan questions. If you guys ever want to do that again, you can just hit us up. We'll we'll do this. We can have this become a re- reoccurring uh, theme in our podcast. I know at some point in time we're talking about having some sort of all time NBA draft. So if you guys would like to be involved in that live on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you for guys for listening to The Basketball Addicts. Uh, you guys can find us on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. We're on all those platforms putting up unique things. So thank you guys for listening, and thank you for subscribing, and thank you for hitting that download button, being you know good fans. We really appreciate that. And uh, so, yeah, I'm Jason Collins. And I'm Chris Muhammad. I got one more thing. Ooh, okay. Just real quick, I just want to say uh-huh. thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know Jason said it already, but I just want to say thank mm-hmm. you as well because without you guys, I don't know if, you know, for you guys who follow our Instagram and things of that, things like that, we recently hit over 250 downloads. We, mm-hmm. last week, I mean, the week before, last week, you know, on Friday, we hit over 250 downloads. Mm-hmm. The week before that, we were just at over 200. Thank you so much. Yeah. Keep listening, keep subscribing, keep rocking with this. More wins on the way. Thank you. Yep, thank you very much. I, I completely agree with that sentiment. All righty. All right. Well, we'll read you this again. I'm <laughs> right. Jason Collins. And I'm Chris Mohammed. <laughs> and we're the basketball addicts. Peace out.